This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape. I'm from Community Waikato. And Karen Stockman, two ends. That's right. <laughs> also from Community Waikato. Uh, Karen's here today to talk um, with us about a couple of things. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting notices coming up, um, you know, in terms of some learning opportunities, but also... Um, fundraising opportunity yep uh, and then we're going to talk a bit about well-being which has been a little bit of um, I suppose your uh, primary focus for a period of time doing yes. some work on behalf of our organization yep. so um, so that's really going to be what our show is about today thank you for coming in thank you for having me well, I haven't been for a while actually on radio oh I know I know um, I do like to go around the team from time to time and drag <laughs> people in absolutely <laughs> we've all got to have our turn that's right uh, there, there are some interesting things coming up but probably one of the first things to talk about is the um, bean the the brainy beanies yeah so brain tumor support New Zealand so our colleague uh, Sarah who is one of the advisors, um, sits on that trust board and they've got a big fundraising activity coming up in the next little while. Next This week, actually. Next week. Next week. Starting next week. The Brainy Beanies. And this is really cool. Um, you know, Sarah thought they might get 200 beanies um, donated. You know, some of them go into these um, brain boxes, which... Provides information for people yeah. who have been recently diagnosed with a brain tumor. Very scary um, prospect for for anybody. Yeah. And these care packages include like the information, but also lovely stuff like oils that I think um, was it that well you've you've managed to connect to someone in your community. Yeah. So well, someone in my network who um, runs a yoga studio and yeah. does oils and crystals and stuff like that has provided and is sponsoring yes. um, these packs this year. So in, in the Brainy Box comes all of the information, which is actually pretty heavy going. There's a lot yes. of technical information about um, brain tumour. But in there they have, you know, bags, you know, tea. Wheat bags. Ba- um, biscuits. So you can sit yeah. down and, and have a leisurely relaxing read of the information. And these beanies... Um, one, they're a fundraiser to support the production of those boxes, but I think they are looking at including beanies yes. as part of the box as well. Which I think is just marvellous. Um, some of the beanies people are going to be able to buy, some of them are going to be auctioned off, and I tell you what... There's some oh, incredible have you, creations. Have, have you seen the um, the octopus? Yes, I have. It's just amazing. <laughs> so it's literally it's like blue octopus. Um, with these beautiful sort of tendrils coming down yeah, that are blue amazing. and green and yeah. just stunning. Um, there are some beautiful felted hats that are yeah. just, the colours are striking. Um, There's I, just an incredible eclectic selection of um, stunning work. And there's there's ones that are just really comfortable, very cool looking, quite slouchy, you know, like it's just such a massive yeah. range. They're different colours, different sizes, different styles, different materials. Masculine, feminine. Yeah. 
just neutral. everything. And those of you listening going, oh my goodness, this sounds amazing. How can I see them? Could you tell us, Karen? Okay, so they have an exhibition which will be at the Meteor Theatre just next door to um, where we are in Victoria Street. And it starts on Wednesday the 4th and finishes on Sunday the 8th of May. So that's next week. And Wednesday to Saturday, it's from midday till 5. And Sunday, it's from 10 till 3. And it's free. Yeah. That's cool. But, you know, quite stunning, I think. As you said, they thought they'd get about 200 beanies. And um, when I went into the office yesterday... I think she said there was an excess of 750. Excess of 800 now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I know in my own community, yeah. so in my yoga community, a ton of people have just got the knitting needles out and produced um, beanies. They well, think it's a good cause. Oh, and it is. It's a great cause. Um, one of our colleagues has done a heap of them, mm. <laughs> a significant yeah. number of beanies. So I think um, it's been one of the... Uh, positive outcomes of the lockdowns and the restricted movement of people is that a whole bunch of people have had some spare time on their hands and so they've produced, where they might have produced, you know, two or three beanies, they've produced... 20. 20. (laughs) And of course, you know, someone who shall remain nameless in our own network who's quite competitive, upon hearing how many somebody else had produced, just had to do a couple extra. Yeah. Yeah, don't know if, if she's produced the most now. I don't think she has, but it's you know that that competitive element yeah. has certainly um, found its way into the production. But yes, that exhibition is on for those. Um, what is it? Five days. Yeah. So I would encourage people to get along. It's a free activity. It's for a good cause. Yeah. They'll be auctioning some of those. Um, beanies off they'll be selling some it's a really fantastic way to support a really important um, social cause yeah a small organization to do amazing things yeah most definitely so um that so that was at the meteor um starting on wednesday um goes through till sunday um 10 till 3 10 till 3 on sunday and midday till 5 on wednesday Wednesday. to saturday cool yeah. So yeah, do keep that in mind. Um, we wanted just to go through a few notices as well that we've got uh, coming out through our weekly bulletin. If you're a community social service, uh, you may be on our mailing list, in which case you'd get these. If you are not, but you'd like to be, you can always get in touch with us at Community Workers. I want to ask to be put on um, our um, our mailing list. But Karen, do you want to let us know about some of the... Okay, so there's quite a few learning opportunities coming out, professional development opportunities. So we've got our sex, gender and sexual diversity, embracing inclusivity in our workplace and community. That's coming up on the 4th of May from 1 till 4. And that will be at Western Community Centre. And it's $50 if you're, you are a community organisation. Yeah. So that's about creating a safe space for the rainbow community within the workplace. Yeah. We've got a whole bunch of funding workshops coming up. They'll be delivered via Zoom and they're free. Um, but it is useful to law, uh, to register because then you'll get sent the link. So those are from the 27th of April right through. We've got them um, right up until August so probably the best way to know about those is to go onto our website yep. and to register through there. So our website is communitywaikato.org.nz and you'll see that there's a um, a tab for workshops and if you go into there, it's all of the details and information's available right there at your fingertips. Yep. Mm. Um, the other, other workshops we've got coming up that look really interesting are The Art of Giving Feedback. 
Yes. So we've got two of those, one on the 11th of May and one on the 25th. The one on the 11th is a foundation program, so that's for people who maybe are are new managers or new supervisors who are just heading into this topic. Um, And then there's a mastery workshop about two weeks later. So can you say, who's actually running those? Those are being run by... It's a one-minute call. I think it is... Diversity Institute. So that's Stefan Dole, and yes. he's run a, quite a few workshops for us. Um, they w- he will be running those, and again they're going to be at the Western Community Centre. And the reason we're doing that is, you know, oh it, sorry, it, yeah. no sorry, Holly. The foundation one is via Zoom, Zoom. and the mastery one will be Ka Nohi Kita Ka Nohi, so face to face at Western Community Centre. And and the reason we're running them at Community uh, Western Community Centre is they do have more space, and even though under Orange there are some changes in the distancing rules. We're still really keen to make sure we're providing a safe space for people and our training room's quite a lot smaller. Yeah. So we just felt that Weston would be um, in a more appropriate venue while we're still trying to manage this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and, and keeping on with the uh, managing our people, we've also got coming up another Zoom workshop that's being run by um, Dr Maureen Murray and that's Teams at Their Best. Ah, yep. So again, something for people who are managing or leading people. Yeah, I think that those ones, Maureen's um, very experienced um, in this and and anyone who's running a team, it's well worth, even if you're doing a good job, it's well worth just touching base from time to time, brushing up on some skills. Totally. You know, yeah. And Stefan in June is running a collaborative performance management Workshop, which sounds fascinating. Yeah. So, how to get the best out of people through that? That. Um, Are you going to go to it? Performance management process. I don't know. Maybe. I think that's one I should look at going to mm. as well. It's funny because you know we work there. There are all these opportunities, and I don't think we take up as many of them as we perhaps should. Absolutely. Mm. And this, you know, a way for people to work collaboratively around performance management, I think, is, yeah. is essential in the current environment. Oh, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, got to agree. Um, I'm thinking we might just take a quick break because uh, when we come back, I'm keen for us to change direction slightly, although, of course, you know, um, improving all these areas helps us improve our well-being. But I want us to turn to talk more specifically about um, well-being and, and what we're doing um, at Community Waikato, but but more broadly about some of those, um, you know, what well-being is and some of those well-being strategies. So, so that's going to be us. So we're just going to take a quick break and be back with you very shortly.
Um, morning train, uh, nine to five. I always go to say nine to five, and I think of the old Dolly Parton song. <laughs> but anyway, that is, um, yeah, we're this is Connect with Community Waikato. Karen's in the studio with me. I am Holly, and we're talking today or now about well-being. And and it's interesting because well-being's been, I suppose, a little bit of a buzzword for the last um, couple of years. I think, you know, COVID seems to have shifted people a bit in that space. Yes, I um, think you're right there. But I think let's, let's start by being really clear about what it is we mean when we say well-being. Because it feels like it's it's a piece of string that doesn't have an end. So when we're talking about well-being, and if I think about how we've defined that for our organisation, it's that state of being comfortable, healthy and happy. And it's defined by an individual Mm. what that looks like and I think the reason it's important to us is because our people are our greatest resource if you think about our sector the tool of our tools of our trade are our people Mm. they are they are the mechanism by which we achieve our social outcomes and so how we take care of them is um is critical I I do wonder you know I can because I, I, obviously um, people are important. I can imagine a number of businesses, organisations sort of wondering, well, why why is this my responsibility as an employer? Like, how, how am I to have a role in that? Or why should I have a role in that? Isn't that people's individual responsibilities? And I guess I would say, yes, it is people's individual responsibility to engage. But I think something that the corporate sector has understood for quite some time um, the business sector is that happy, healthy people are productive. Their um, their reliability in terms of turning up at work, the contribution that they make, turnover, um, the reduction yeah. in turnover has a significant yeah. impact on the bottom line. And if you look at all of the big companies around the world, all of those, you know, the Googles and the yeah. I was going to say Amazon, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but you, if you look at yeah. those, if you look at those really successful, if you look at all the startups and you look at what they do, they take care of their people. They mm. know that their people are, are absolutely critical to their success, and it's no different in our sector. Yeah, yeah. Well, sectors probably uh, like. <laughs> It's even more critical, potentially. Well, I don't know about you, Holly. We've been around the block a bit in terms of being in the sector. We've got a grey or two. (laughs) But definitely, in my own experience, um, both as an employee, but also in my advisory experience, a lot of organisations don't necessarily invest in their people in the same way that they want to invest in their social outcome. Yeah. So often... um, Outcomes are achieved at a cost to the well-being of the people who are doing the work. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very good point, and and that's something that we need to reflect on as well. We have extremely hard-working people in our yes. team who will um, just continue to go and go and go, and so until they hit the wall and then right. they stop. And when we stop, yeah, we actually come to a 
Yeah, a grinding a hole. A grinding too. hole. Yeah. So having a strategy is quite important, and that's something we've identified as an organisation. Yes. We did a lot of work during COVID, a lot more work than normal. Yes. Um, and it became evident that we need to um, reflect internally on our own practices and think about how we elevate the well-being of the team. So can you talk to me about um, what a strategy is generally and then how a well-being strategy sort of comes together then, what, what that is? So if we think about a strategy, and we all know about strategic plans because we've all, you know, been part of one or have one or work within one. Um, it is an overarching intention for how we want something to be. So it, it defines a destination and then it spells out the way in which we're going to take the organisation toward that. Yeah. So if we think about a wellbeing strategy, it mirrors that, mm. you know, overarching strategic plan that we might have in terms of how we see ourselves achieving that with the people yeah. that we're engaging in mind. And so if we apply that then to a well-being strategy that we're developing at mm. Community Waikato, and, and I'm happy for us to share some of our thinking around it, you know, um, you've worked with a team internally about developing a strategy. What have been some of the key things you've had to consider or, you know, integrate? So we started by looking at the organisation's reason for existing. So we looked at our own strategy, you know, what is our vision as an organization? What is and the and therefore what is our vision for the well being of people? How does how does our commitment to well being feed our movement toward the vision that we hold for the work that we do? Yeah. 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 So we've spent a lot of time unpacking that and what are the foundational I guess positions or or Values, values, and, or philosophies mm. that will underpin well-being, and we've looked to make sure that they align. We've looked to make sure that the well-being strategy aligns with the organisation's overarching culture, yeah, and its overarching purpose in the community. Um, and that's me. And we've also had to look at well, where are we starting from? Yes. And what does that look like? Like, what is the current culture of the organisation? What's the current appetite to invest in well-being? Yeah. Um, we're not a group of people who are um, particularly comfortable with the concept of forced family fun. We're not really into the standardised approach that everybody is going to. We've all got an opinion and we share our opinion freely. Yes. And so our well-being strategy needs to operate within the understanding that everyone's going to have an opinion yeah, and everybody's going to have an appetite and those appetites are going to be different. And everybody has um, a different amount of time availability also. And everybody's circumstances are different. Yeah, Everybody has different responsibilities. And so we are really trying to develop a strategy that can overarch all of those individual uh, positions. And you've spent a bit of time working on this and have made quite significant progress as well. Yeah. Um, you've, what I really like is the sort of um, bit of a matrix that's been developed around the types of um, activities or um, the type, the, the different elements, I suppose, that would contribute to well-being. Did you want to talk a so, little bit to those? Yeah, so what we did was we then looked at, well, okay, where are we starting from? You know what? What is and what is it that we want to impact on? So, what are our goals in terms of mm. enhancing well-being? You know, so we defined what what it meant for us, and then what are our goals with that? Um, so we got to the point where we under where we came to a an understanding, I guess, that we were wanting to focus on the collective team well-being, 
but also on the individual staff wellbeing. Yeah. So the strategy very much speaks to both of those perspectives. And then we looked at, well, what kinds of things would make that up? Mm. So we have chosen Te Whare Tapafa as the, you know, the, the, the model, um, of, model of health mm. and wellbeing. Um, we have chosen that as the foundation for our wellbeing strategy. So everything that we've looked at building into that um, agenda is based around wellbeing in those mm. five areas. And I think that was, um, you know, really powerful, really thoughtful way to um, to approach it. Because it means that we're not talking about well-being through one lens, no. and it's quite easy to to do that. Um, you know, we all come to something with a sense, I suppose, our own understanding of what it is to be well. Yes, and and so it's quite easy to to um, I suppose just use that lens and not necessarily consider the others. So applying a model like you know, is sorry, my lips are not moving properly, <laughs> is a really um, powerful way to. Um, ensure you're looking at the different dynamics. Um, That's right. And, and yeah, the, the different layers of well-being. And also appreciate that people will want to invest effort into some areas more than others or how those areas are interpreted for mm. each of us will be different based on our own backgrounds mm. and understandings and our own comfort level. And, and actually that each of those areas um, might have more significance or importance for someone than, some, than, than another. So like, yep. for example, I wouldn't define myself as a highly spiritual person. Yep. It's not what I put a lot into, whereas... Physical health um, and well-being is something that I, I'd find yeah. really important. So we're all going to weight things differently. That's right. And an important underpinning of our strategy is making sure that there is that room for everybody yeah. to improve their well-being based on their own sense of what mm. that well-being is, not based on some externally driven yeah. measure. So some yeah. externally driven idea of what, you know, well-being looks like X, and so yep. therefore everybody needs to do Y. I'm going to throw the hard question in when we've just got four minutes to go. Oh, well, <laughs> that is good. No, I was just, just thinking, though, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about that, that, that this is about well-being for the team, first of all. We're going to, in our next show, we're going to talk about individual well-being. Yeah. But um, this is team well-being. But as you said, we've got team with different appetites of doing things together, a team that don't like forced family fun. Yep. How do you then encourage this connectivity um, and um, team activity when we're still allowing people to choose to opt in and opt out. How do you do this? So one of the things that we've done is we've t been talking with the team right the way through. So it's not a surprise. It's like, surprise, here's yeah. your wellbeing strategy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, guys, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? Um, and, and without exception, the entire team is... Uh, has bought into the concept that well-being is important. Yeah. And so that's our foundation. What we've tried to do is look at a range of approaches to the team's situation that will appeal across the broader sense of who is in the team. And we've looked to make sure that we can connect those ideas with aspects of Te Whare Tapafa. But the other thing that we've done is in terms of our goals, we haven't said 100% of the people will participate in 100% of the activities. What we've said is that people will increase their engagement and that people will participate in a minimum of yeah. three across a year. Um, we get people to participate in... Yeah. There'll be something that will appeal to everybody. 
Um, what we don't want to do is create the sense that the well-being strategy is an additional stressor for that's people right. who are already under pressure. So that's that's the um, that's the tension that we're working with. Yeah, and our and so what what we're going to be doing, and we can talk about this a little bit more later. But what we will be doing is we are looking at taking baseline data measurement around our goals, which are around. So our goals look at people's sense of well-being, their own self-defined mm. position, and looks at team connectivity. And so what we want to do is take some baseline data, we'll then take some more data in the middle of the year and adjust the strategy based on what we learn. And then at the end of the year, we'll look to say, well, how successful have mm. we been? What's worked and what hasn't? And and that, that baseline will be both um, across individual plans and the, the broader yeah. team strategy. Yeah. yeah, and they'll be about how these um, intentions have been experienced and whether they have actually resulted in in an improvement. In, yeah. And understanding that there's a whole bunch of stuff that surrounds people that are completely outside of yes. the interest or control of of the workplace. And I think you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, Holly, that I think is really relevant, and that's about how public or private we are as individuals and making sure that we're not creating, through our intention to have a wellbeing strategy, a whole lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety and reluctance because people don't want to bring what they consider to be private stuff into a public space. I think that leads us quite well to our wrap up now and next week we're going to pick this up and actually talk about those individual plans and I think that that will speak a bit okay. to that. Yes. The other thing we'd say Holly is if people are interested in exploring more about wellbeing and they want to have a conversation with us at Community Waikato they can access the um, they can access us through our website. Absolutely. Um, thank you for listening. This has been Connect with Community Waikato, Free FM 89.0. more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.